environment so kadang aku tak tahu sama ada in our body language want to continue not. just get to just to add to what I, I just say okay uh, sebab Malaysia in context of uh, film and production technology we are one of the adv- we are one of the most advanced in Southeast Asian region hmm okay uh, so um, lebih daripada Indonesia dan Thailand dan sebagainya ataupun yeah uh, yeah in certain in certain aspect yes I mean I, I'm not saying about the film itself I'm yeah. talking about the technology yeah but kita dah ada kita dah ada Pinewood Studio kita dah ada I mean even the apa the the studio the the set the, the sound stage yang dimiliki oleh KRU Hmm. Uh, group juga antara yang one of the most uh, advanced in this part of the world lah. Hmm. Uh, so with all this facility, with all this infrastructure that already available, so I think it's time for us to get to the next step lah. So that's why I I I came. I mean, I mean I'm representing my team to the picture where I involved in promoting. Product and services from this particular industry. Hmm. Okay. Alright. Well, that's good to know. I think on some level, mungkin ini lebih mencerminkan perspektif bahawa filem ini telah menjadi sebuah produk yang boleh menyumbang ke perkembangan ekonomi dan sebagainya. Aku yes. tak tahu kalau itu sebenarnya boleh dianggap sebagai satu uh, advance uh, ke masa depan yang yang positif. Kerana bagi aku Usually lah aku akan selalu fikir tentang filem sebagai sebuah seni terlebih dahulu. Um, so ini mungkin satu perkembangan yang menarik yang yang kita harus pertikaikan secara lebih dalam. Uh, tapi ini akan datang pada mungkin akan datang pada episod yang seterusnya lah. Buat sementara waktu ni, I think on some levels, yeah, you're right. Um, technology is a very positive thing dan telah berjaya uh, memberi sokongan yang ketara kepada mereka yang perlukan uh, sokongan ini uh, I keep thinking you, know, you mentioned about Pinewood Studios I'm thinking ya yeah, betul kita ada entity-entity seperti Pinewood Studios dan sebagainya tapi aku juga fikirkan tentang Pak Lah yang kata dulu um, yang kita ada first world facilities tetapi third world mentality <laughs> yes. is it Pak Lah or somebody else? Uh, I think one of the leaders lah tapi actually apa yang dia cakap tu memang betul yeah, yeah. So, so, so aku, aku kadang-kadang fikir yang the the facilities actually uh, big big, big apa, diadakan terlalu cepat untuk orang actually adapt to the to the to the advance this kind of advancement the thing is there tapi orang-orang macam tak tak sedia nak guna all these facilities and this is always you know the thoughts that always cross my mind hmm okay like are we to I mean are we pumping too much uh, uh, money or, or or support in this in the technology but we uh, I don't know in denial or something to the readiness of the industry to actually adapt to it I don't know Ya, yeah, true Itu, as I mentioned uh, just now Itu satu isu yang, yang bakal kita akan pertimbangkan pada masa depan 
there are some parts of the structure yang telah berjaya menghasilkan sedikit sebanyak penghargaan kepada filem-filem yang terbaik oleh industri ini. And we actually going to go to the first item of the day, right? Di mana pada episod ini kita akan berbicara mengenai berita dari industri filem Malaysia dan sebagainya. Dan baru-baru ini saja pada 2 November, right? Which is I think by the time this podcast comes out dah mungkin dah 3 minggu dah yang lalu tetapi berita ini tetap berita kerana ini tetap penting right pada um, not not 2 November lah pada pada 1 November Festival Film Malaysia ke-26 telah berjaya diadakan dan filem yang menang anugerah filem terbaik terbaik Encik Mus uh, did you keep up with this? <laughs> There's there some very yeah. interesting selections here, right? Yeah. Yeah, filem mana yang menang? Filem terbaik? Filem yang menjadi perpolan kita pada masa dulu. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Filem Kill. Filem Kill, right? Filem Kill. I, I hope I, yeah. I hope I get I, I hope I got it right. <laughs> no, you got it. Kill you got it. it. You got it absolutely right, right? Yeah. And and as I mentioned to you before, um selain daripada Uh, anugerah filem terbaik uh, filem ini juga telah berjaya uh, meraihkan beberapa anugerah lain seperti pengarah filem terbaik uh, screenplay terbaik dan um, Christina Suzanne also as the most promising actress award okay, ini sebahagian daripada acara utama yang telah diadakan pada 1 November the night before that actually they uh, not the night before that lah tapi ada officiating ceremony yang telah diadakan dalam minggu sebelum acara uh, tersebut uh, we have Kill also winning the best poster award and is that it? oh yeah I think that's about it I'm just looking at the list here again just want to make sure yeah aku pun tengah tengok apa dia? aku pun tengah tengok dia punya Uh, the list of winners lah. The list of winners, ah, huh? okay. Um, bagi kau ada, okay. Selain daripada Kill, um, ada beberapa uh, filem lain juga yang telah berjaya meraih kemenangan dalam kategori yang berlainan. Any winners yang bagi kau yang lebih menonjolkan diri dengan cara yang mungkin positif atau maybe in some ways kurang positif yang mungkin kau rasa patutnya ada calon lain yang menang anugerah ini? Okay. So Arifin, I I I didn't know I I don't know him that much. I mean, okay. Apart from the uh, some of the sinetron yang dia berlakon, I I don't I don't see much of him. Okay. Well, for for the most part, I think apart that reason is because he still dianggap sebagai seorang newcomer. Bagi aku, aku dah tengok filem penanggal, and actually review filem ini juga ada di website kita. Jadi mereka yang ingin dapat pengetahuan secara lebih mendalam mengenai filem ini, maybe they can actually get it from the website itself. With regard to Zul Arifin, I would say that his performance in the film was above average, okay, interesting in some ways, but fokusnya lebih pada watak lain jadi dia mungkin tidak diberikan cukup ruang untuk betul-betul menonjolkan sesuatu yang luar biasa lah. jadi aku tak tahu kalau dia betul-betul uh, uh, 
memang dianggap sebagai pelakon yang paling promising di Malaysia ni. But all the same, it's it's it's, it's an award and I'm sure that it's not going to turn it down, you know. So you can put it on your CV yeah. and stuff. I wouldn't turn it down. Would you? Would you yeah. turn it down? Yeah. No, I, I think I, I think he got a good package. I mean, he's a good looking guy. Hmm. And I, and in terms of acting, I think there's still uh, much room to be proof. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to see what he's going to bring uh, to the table in terms of the, you know, ajakan paradigma of the industry lah, <laughs> Because because it's hard to see macam uh, a, a good-looking actor yang pandai berlakon. Because uh, in Malaysia mostly those, uh, uh, I mean in terms of uh, male actors lah, yang 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 have that. Actor quality, okay. Those who are yang not really blessed in the looks department. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think if he's uh, if the other, I mean, if he's one of the the, the 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 promising male actor, so yeah, I think he's one of the actor that we should look, you know, we should look forward into it. Okay. How his career goes along the way. Alright, okay. So moving on from that, a couple of the other awards also film apa anugerah film bukan Melayu, uh, bukan bahasa Melayu terbaik dimenang oleh Paper Moon, uh, a very interesting film that I saw some time ago, and I think it's a worthy winner in many ways. Um, apart from that, act, best actor award Bruce D Ramli dalam filem Tanda Putra. <laughs> I'm not so sure whether that's the the best way forward, but there you go, it's there. Um, aku uh, yeah, apparently, apparently, apparently the Tanda Tanda Putra won a quite number of awards. Eh? Dia ada menambah berapa anugerah selain daripada anugerah for the best actor award. Filem itu juga menang the best special effects award. <laughs> I aku tak tahu kenapa, to be honest with you, and I think a uh, best costume design and best original score. Um, costume design, okay, I, I can see why. Biasanya best costume design ni adalah anugerah yang diberi kepada filem-filem yang telah mem- mencerminkan sedikit sebanyak sebahagian daripada sejarah kita. Original score, I, oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I hated that. Anything audio to do with Tanda Putra, aku memang betul-betul tidak suka dan tidak setuju dan tidak akan sokong. Uh, kerana bagi aku, ada banyak yang tidak begitu positif dan tidak begitu efektif. Right? Filem itu banyak berpendapat bahawa kalau lagi kuat, lagi bagus. <laughs> Which in some cases might be suitable but in most cases, terutama bagi filem seperti Tanda Putra, sometimes I would think silence is so much better. But that wasn't really the case. And yeah, but tapi filem ini telah menang anugerah bagi Best Original Score Award, right? So dan juga menang Special Jury Award. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of uh, element going on. So I, I I I think we should lay off with the whole Tanda Putra thing for a while. I mean Poss- for now. Possibly, right? But all the same that ini sebahagian daripada sebabnya aku tanya kau tadi sama ada kalau kau akan terima anugerah ini atau tidak because on on some level ramai orang berpendapat bahawa festival filem Malaysia ni tidak cukup kuat kredibilitinya kalau dibandingkan dengan uh, 
anugerah lain yang yang boleh didapati bukan saja di Malaysia tapi di di luar Malaysia juga kerana of other non film based factors lah so yeah so that's that tapi tak apa uh, yeah, ini juga I mean British seterusnya I think um, Tengku Iesta Tengku Alauddin juga pada malam yang sama lah uh, oleh kerana Grand Billions telah banyak menang anugerah pada Festival Film Malaysia ke 26 uh, a lot of people apparently were not too happy kerana mereka berpendapat bahawa anugerah-anugerah seperti ini harus disebarkan kepada sekumpulan pembikin filem ataupun penerbit filem yang lebih besar uh, instead of just one company or just one um, person for example it's just it's it's itulah i what do you think about that huh? do you think we are just too jealous adakah kita terlalu kampung untuk betul-betul <laughs> banggakan filem-filem yang dianggap sebagai bagus untuk menang ataupun kita terlalu selfish ke what, what what's this what's going on here uh, uh, okay for me I aku menganggap uh, acara macam festival filem Malaysia ni okay, I'm sorry to say it's more like uh, abang adik punya punya acara It's like a family day punya acara hmm. Pusing-pusing-pusing uh, I mean It's just, it's just the, you know the, the the most prominent people in that Would have won the award So because of that uh, People I mean Many Ramai orang yang Mula Mula Tak rasa The, the credibility Festival film niche I mean, if you, I mean, it's like if you won an award at Festival Film Malaysia, I mean, it's mm. nothing to be shot about. Kata Allah, I mean, even the, I mean, even the exclusive website for FFM pun tak ada, kan? So, yeah. I have to go to a blog, to people blog to actually know all the winners and whatnot. Mm. There's no proper website that actually catered for, for Festival Film. Yeah. For a Festival Film yang dikatakan yang paling long di Malaysia hmm. like with this kind of promotion uh, I don't know I mean it's more like an abang adik and most of the winners as well they apa they punya filmnya they they, they terbitkan oleh uh, hmm. most of the time uh, by the well known uh, studio yang, yang yang where money is not an issue for them right hmm. yeah okay Uh, on some level I don't even pay attention Actually aku pun tak berapa I don't even actually pay attention to Facebook Right <laughs> No, don't be sorry for it That's your opinion I I would think actually It's quite important bagi akulah Untuk memberi perhatian yang lebih terperunci Kepada Festival Film Malaysia Kerana kita dapat nampak dari, dari bukan saja daripada filem-filem dan dan penerbit filem dan pembikin filem yang telah dinobatkan bagi uh, anugerah-anugerah berlainan tapi juga dari mereka yang tidak dicalonkan juga seperti filem The Journey right filem yang telah di ditayangkan pada awal tahun ini okey of course sebabnya adalah dia tidak mengambil kira filem yang telah ditayangkan pada tahun ini dia lebih fokus kepada filem yang telah ditayangkan sebelum ini tapi tetap sahajalah pada masa yang sama it, it was going to seem so strange when you look at the 
festival the Malaysian Film Festival yang diadakan pada tahun 2014 yang tidak mencalonkan <laughs> filem Malaysia yang telah ditayangkan pada 2014 yang telah meraih kutipan paling besar dalam sejarah filem Malaysia. Jadi I'm not saying that performance at the box office itu secara automatiknya memberi kau sesuatu yang yang patut Uh, dicalonkan ya, dalam anugerah mana-mana but it's going to look strange sajalah right because I think on some level that that might be an interesting consideration or nomination to make for for certain categories right but yeah um, I think all the same kalau dimasukkan mungkin lagi ramai orang akan lebih jealous and so yeah so it's not really a big deal and pada masa yang sama um Filem Penanggal juga banyak telah dapat nominasi pada filem Festival Filem Malaysia ni. Uh, I think the last FFM 26 news uh, related news yang kita akan kupas uh, sebelum kita we take a short break and, and move on to the next bits. Eli Suryati, right? Dia kata bahawa filem filem Penanggal ni sebenarnya bukan sebuah filem hantu tetapi filem yang lebih dikaitkan dengan spirituality And dia kata menurut pada berita yang telah di uh, didapati pada cinema.com.my ni I do not want to talk about ghosts I want to talk about God it's a spiritual film not a ghost film right blah uh, blah uh, something about it is only with God's guidance can they live a purposeful and meaningful life etc etc right apa pendapat kau ni apa What do you think about? Uh, we're going to discuss this in more detail. But um, Penanggal, have you have you heard of the film Penanggal? Have you seen it? Uh, I have, uh, okay, aku pernah dengar tapi aku tak pernah tengok. Okay, film Penanggal ni tentang well, it's basically about uh, seorang penanggal. seorang Penanggal, uh, kind of a vampire, if you like. Um, in a way that that detaches itself from his body and then goes off after people uh, at a certain time. Um, yeah. Dia dalam filem tu memang uh, again sebuah filem yang aku dah tengok dan review bagi our website dalam filem tu memang kita nampak ada aspek-aspek yang berkaitan dengan agama dan Tuhan dan sebagainya tetapi tetap sahaja pada masa yang sama um, aku tak nampak uh, sangat itu menjadi sesuatu yang yang boleh dibezakan dengan filem lain yang juga dianggap sebagai filem hantu right as in dalam filem lain filem hantu di Malaysia ni banyak kita mengguna agama sebagai sebuah alat untuk mencerahkan lagi atau untuk memberi ilmu atau untuk di, dijadikan sebagai satu um, sesuatu cara satu cara untuk me, you know just just to finish the story kau faham tak apa yang aku maksudkan right? apa-apa saja yang berlaku di punjung di punjung cerita tu Return back to God, then that's how things are going to get resolved. Eh, which, in real life, in the long term, in the long run, yeah, betul. Memang kita harus uh, on some level bagi mereka yang percaya kepada Tuhan. Aku salah seorang daripada mereka. I would think that yes, in in the long run, all our hopes and worships and 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 prayers and whatnot, semua ni ada satu effect juga lah, right? Tapi dalam dalam konteks filem hantu ni kita sering nampak. Tuhan dijadikan sebagai satu mungkin alasan dan juga mungkin satu cara untuk uh, memudahkan lagi pemikiran kita tentang dunia ini. I.e. kalau ada hantu, minta doa <laughs> atau bertaubat dan sebagainya. And then, 
sooner or later, uh, usually a lot sooner than later, things will be okay. Uh, it's like it's like a guideline, really. It's like macam it's like a macam satu bentuk blueprint for film hantu kat Malaysia. It's like everything must end up okay. Yeah. In the end, uh, agama akan uh, supersede everything, and everything will be fine. Okay. And all the hantu will be uh, demonish or whatever. It's always that always the case, and this is, has been going on since the the boom of horror film punya genre kat Malaysia since Razif Mohidin punya time this kind of formula has been recycled and reused over and over again until now hmm yeah true true there is uh, the the tendency to kind of um, apa um, do the things over and over again dengan harapan bahawa mereka akan berjaya untuk memberi satu impact atau kesan kepada masyarakat umum <laughs> basically berdakwah lah sampai sampai di hujung masa berdakwah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's a, basically it's a preachy film lah kan it's, it's, a, it's a preachy it's It, a preach on, yeah. on some level yes on some level yes aku I don't know I, I don't know whether kita boleh apa kita boleh anggap semua ini sebagai satu uh, template yang boleh dikenakan kepada semua filem horror dan sebagainya. Um, but yes, I think sedikit sebanyak daripada elemen yang terdapat dalam filem penanggal ada juga elemen berdakwah lah on on some level. So yeah, berdakwah. Hmm, tak habis kita tak habis nak berdakwah. Yeah, it's how the film is in Malaysia. Actually, it's uh, okay. I I I, I tried to, to to say something. Okay, uh, recently I went to this uh, creative dialogue punya 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 event dengan Putrajaya just a few days ago. Hmm. Where the new director general of Inas, hmm. Jacob Norman, which is formerly a VP for creative content uh, at the KMDX, so he. He's now the the new Kota Pengarah or, or Kota Finas, hmm. and he said that apart from the whole Finas big merchant and whatnot, he said that uh, he actually have a one primary task, hmm. and the task is to make sure by 2018 a Malaysian film will get nominated in Oscar. Hmm. Do you think that's likely? Ah, uh, well, he have to make sure that that, that Malaysia film has to be uh, nominated in Oscar. I mean, regardless of what form, lah, short story, ke short short film, ke animated series, ke or foreign film too, foreign film award too is you know, it's uh, the ultimate, lah, kan? Hmm. But that is the directive from the from from the ministry. <laughs> aku rasa ini mungkin pertama kali kita dengar bahawa pencalonan bagi sebuah anugerah seperti Oscar dan sebagainya dijadikan sebagai sebagian daripada KPI untuk sesiapa yang bekerja untuk kerajaan Malaysia. So, how about that? Dude, dude, it's, it's a KPI. Yeah, that, that's the that's the exact word. It's a KPI. <laughs> meaning that, meaning that dia punya tenure dekat Finas. 
depend on this one objective. Mm. If he fails to deliver that, he going to lose his seat. That's how it is. Hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 I tell you what. Suddenly, an idea just came into my head. Di mana aku apa? We 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 should do a whole podcast where we discuss siapakah pengarah filem yang mungkin most likely uh, yang yang dapat berjaya untuk mengambil the final step untuk pergi ke sebuah anugerah antarabangsa apa um, sebuah apa um, uh, festival antarabangsa seperti Oscar dan sebagainya the, the, the step yang berprestige ya sebab we have quite a lot of filmmakers yang sebenarnya bagi pendapat aku mereka ada banyak bakat dan potential dan yang telah terserlah dalam Film-film secara kecil-kecilan lah Seperti Of course uh, Films like Bunahan Still a fairly small film As well as The more independent efforts Such as uh, The River of Exploding Durian eh? Film arahan Edmund Yeo Yang telah di uh, Dipilih Sebagai Sebuah finalist Di Tokyo International Film Festival So We do have people Who who can do that In in a very positive way Right And And we will talk about one of those films and one of those filmmakers um, sebentar lagi, uh, right after we take this very short break. Jadi, tuan-tuan dan puan-puan, jangan ke mana-mana. Uh, kita akan kembali sebentar lagi. Okay, tuan-tuan dan puan-puan sekalian, kita kembali sekali lagi. Kita akan kita sambung episod ini dengan berita yang sangat menarik. Okay, uh, tentang sebuah filem yang telah berjaya mengharumkan nama Malaysia di Festival Filem Antarabangsa. Filem ini berjudul Lelaki Harapan Dunia yang pada waktu kita membuat rakaman ini telah ter- dipilih untuk Kolkata International Film Festival ke-20 yang akan berlangsung di India um, di bulan November. Alright. And filem ini arah merupakan sebuah filem arahan Liu Sengtat dan juga filem kedua arahan beliau uh, selepas Flower in the Pocket. Flower in the Pocket filem arahan beliau yang telah ditayangkan pada tahun 2008, sebuah filem telah berjaya meraih berpuluh-puluh anugerah trofi dan entry to um, different film festivals all over the world. Filem ini adalah uh, sebuah cerita tentang uh, gerak rumah lah ataupun um, basically ada satu proses di mana di kampung Melayu uh, bila mereka nak pindah rumah tu they sometimes they lift the home and then they literally move the home together right the, the whole village or, or group of people from the village pada masa yang sama mereka salah sangka bahawa ada seorang uh, immigrant dari Afrika ni dia dianggap sebagai orang minyak kerana dia sembunyikan diri dalam rumah tersebut So there's a whole lot of issues related to this uh, moving of houses and and the African that mungkin bagi pendapat saya dapat dikaitkan sikit sebanyak dengan isu-isu yang ada di Malaysia pada sekarang. Jadi, ya. Yeah. Tapi bukan saja di Kolkata, di International Film Festival, filem ini akan ditayangkan. Filem ini juga telah berjaya ditayangkan di Locarno International Film Festival. Also the world premiere and it was also selected for the Pusan. International Film Festival It was screened at the Toronto International Film Festival It was also chosen For the NARA International Film Festival Di Japan eh, Japan pula Japan Jepun <laughs> Dan juga um, Ianya telah terpilih Bagi International Film Festival Di Vancouver Yang ke-33 How about that? 
Sebelum ha, dia ditayang di Malaysia Dah berapa banyak festival ni Satu, ha. dua, tiga, empat Lima, enam Enam ha, uh, Festival uh, filem antarabangsa okay. yeah. Rotterdam, Freeburg Uville, Pesaro And also Cannes, right? Apa dia? Ya yeah. Filem ni? Hmm. No, filem ni belum masuk Cannes lagi Filem ni Liu Seng Tak yang masuk ke Cannes But not this oh, one yeah. uh, Not this one uh, Yeah, he was involved in a, in a filmmaking program there lah, Which was uh, evidently um, Salah seorang graduate yang telah berjaya uh, Menghasilkan bahan Yang dianggap sebagai bagus right? Actually, it's going to come out in Malaysian cinemas Pada 27 November 2014 iaitu minggu depan so yeah. mungkin saudara mus uh, pada masa yang terdekat boleh meluangkan sedikit masa dalam schedule anda yang sangat sibuk ini mungkin you can go and check out and see what what was going on in there right? it has yeah, yeah I it, think I'm going to I'm going to watch it hmm? I'm going to the cinema I'm going to watch it yeah you damn well should sebab um, <laughs> it's going to be a good one Get a big one. I, I'm going to try and see whether I can make some time for it as well. Right? So, anyways, um, tapi sebuah filem yang mungkin kau tak dapat tengok di Malaysia adalah filem Hanyut. Uh, filem arahan Uwe Haji Saari. Hanyut akan ditayangkan di Malaysia, kononnya tidak lama lagi. Tapi, it's, it's already being screened in Indonesia. How about that? Yeah, it's actually screening in the cinemas right now and it was changed to the title Gunung Emas Almayer. <laughs> and ini merupakan salah satu strategi di mana beliau cuba mendapatkan um, sedikit sebanyaklah I think on some level some kind of uh, interest in the film yang telah dibuat ni and he's not really waiting to release it in Malaysia, it's released in Indonesia first. InsyaAllah akan ditayangkan di Malaysia Dan tidak lama lagi Tetapi The point of this particular news adalah uh, Apparently he wants to Get an extra 2 million ringgit Untuk mempromosikan filem ini In the right possible way What do you think? Adakah ini sebuah filem yang perlu 2 juta ringgit Untuk dipromosikan Dan dan, dan dimarketkan kepada orang Malaysia? I think it's Uh, in terms of promotion Film-film macam Hanyut ni hmm. Memerlukan lebih daripada 2 juta ringgit I think hmm. for promotion alone In it uh, the, pro, apa, the, the the expenses Might cost like Half of the product I mean, Might cost more Than the production of the film itself hmm. Sebab film uh, uh, Okay I I think The The, the, the One of the reason kenapa mungkin Uwe I, I might be wrong but uh, I think kenapa mungkin kenapa, kenapa Uwe berniat uh, atau membuat keputusan untuk menanyakan film di Indonesia adalah kerana in term of audience maturity I think Indonesians uh, in term of uh, uh, film appreciation orang lagi mature I mean the society appreciate this kind of film more than how Malaysian appreciates film hmm. uh, macam I mean if you talk to the masses of uh, film goes in Malaysia orang Melayu orang Malaysia tak akan tengok film yang berbentuk drama dekat, dekat panggung wayang hmm. I, I have this friend 
who is actually an avid film goers mm-hmm. dia cakap I would aku takkan spend aku takkan spend 15 ringgit untuk tengok drama dekat dekat wayang mm-hmm. I might as well just like, you know watch drama on television tapi why I want to spend 15 ringgit in a in, in, in the cinema hall with all this uh, THX uh, embedded system be put uh, that being put in this in the hall just to watch a drama hmm. apa lagi yang film-film Melayu yang of course macam film Hanyut yang the, the, yang takkan menggunakan uh, all this uh, teknologi kan in, in that there will be no tak ada akan exposure tak ada visual effect and whatnot so so I think even for a standard film goers the 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 maturity to appreciate this kind of uh, uh, serious film is still lacking okay i think that's one of it I, yeah, i don't think that hanyut uh, can gain the that much collection if it been printed in malaysia first and as as far as tradition goes hmm when it comes to film Orang Malaysia akan appreciate filem-filem serius macam Hanyut, macam Punohan. If it's uh, kalau dia dah menang anugerah kat luar, if it's been uh, internationally awarded, baru lagi orang Malaysia, orang Malaysia tak kaya nak tengok. This case orang Melayu lah kan. Okay, I'm not so, so sh- Alright, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I'm not so sure whether I agree entirely. Aku pada masa yang sama aku rasa mungkin to a certain extent uh, mereka akan sokong filem-filem yang telah dinobatkan bagi anugerah yang berlainan di luar negara dan sebagainya tapi pada masa yang sama aku rasa faktor seperti adakah filem itu dalam bahasa Malaysia adakah pengarah filem tersebut orang Malaysia ataupun mungkin specifically for some people orang Melayu dia ada artis atau tidak dan sebagainya ini semua dijadikan faktor yang agak penting jugalah kalau filem filem macam For example, um, I think we were just talking about ini just now kan apa lelaki harapan dunia. Uh, filem tu banyak menang anugerah di luar negara, tapi aku tak tahu kalau ianya akan menjadi sebuah box office hit tau di Malaysia. I think it will make some money. I'm not so sure whether it will make more than the actual production cost itself, right? For a film like Hanyut, misalnya kita tengok pada Hanyut. I don't know whether it's going to make its money back because kalau kita ikut kepada artikel ini lah, right? There, may, there have been many speculations tentang production cost sebagainya. Tapi filem ini dah dapat loan 10 juta daripada Bank Sembilan Nasional, uh, grant 6 juta daripada uh, Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation dan 2 juta daripada Finas. So you put it all up, that's you know 10% short of 20 million ringgit. Okay, so kalau dia dapat lagi 2 juta untuk mempromosikan filem ni filem ni it will cost 20 million all in all to make and promote and to actually be accepted as what it is which is possibly an epic film lah kan right bukan sebuah drama sahaja so I, I think the thing about this film is kita tak tahu filem ni sebenarnya macam mana we've heard so much about it tapi bagi mereka yang belum tengok filem ni mungkin mereka dah penat dengar tentang filem ni tapi tak tengok dah. Because <laughs> yeah. I I feel like filem ni aku rasa macam dah lama kita kita 
dengar dan filem ni dah lama dia dah habis and what not tapi it's just not been released and that can be quite frustrating and i think itu mungkin akan jadi satu faktor yang lebih besar untuk menentukan bahawa filem ini uh, right or wrongly mungkin tidak akan berhasil di uh, box office malaysia lah uh, but i hope i'm wrong sebab i hope that it will be a financial success mungkin dia tak dapat balik 20 juta tapi i hope it will be a financial success sebab kita perlu sokongan daripada orang ramai untuk memastikan bahawa sedikit sebanyak ada satu reception atau reaksi yang diberikan kepada filem-filem seperti ini and i think these are the kind of films that will be important we talked earlier about kalau kita nak uh, dapatkan filem daripada Malaysia di dicalonkan bagi anugerah Oscar by the year 2018 bagi pendapat aku filem-filem macam ni yang ada satu peluang yang agak besar lah right because from the outside usually people will want to see something that is unique and different alright if you tell a, a very good story in the form of a drama it's great but it's just a normal drama that does not go beyond the genre tapi filem seperti bunuhan right filem seperti Uh, can I say this Film seperti Hanyut And also mungkin Mungkin uh, Lelaki Harapan Dunia Film ini It goes beyond The actual genre And it goes beyond Being itself It becomes Satu Cara untuk Merepresentasikan Sedikit sebanyak Kefahaman orang Luar tentang Malaysia And I think that is Quite important If you want to be Nominated for certain awards I think Absolutely. Far, far more we need to learn about both ourselves and the rest of the world. Um, that is fine. No worries. Yeah. All right. It's and, good. And firstly, I think, yeah, I think, macam film macam hanya, it's hard for we to gain the nationalistic uh, uh, support. First of all, the the, the material source doesn't come from uh, Malaysia punya. Author, you know, it's, it was based from just a contract on my phone. Hmm. But ramai orang Malaysia tahu pasal pasal just a contract and what else pasal on my phone. Hmm. Me, we might, we might, we might, we can be considered as a household name. But that was like what, 20 years ago, masa zaman uh, isteri perempuan dan jalan. Yep, 
literally then, yeah, almost literally twenty yeah. years ago, yeah. Yeah, and then he met all these uh, very, I would say, uh, uh, at a house filled up like machakaki baka and whatnot, mm. which doesn't even see the the gate of light in this in, in the cinema hall. Mm. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I think uh, the 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 statement we have, we still have a long way to go. Uh, sounds uh, more real and and sadly have become a fact. Mm. I mean, I don't know whether yeah we might get an Oscar nomination, but would that change the 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 the, the masses of Malaysian film goers to actually spend the fifteen plus ringgit, two plus ringgit, untuk tengok filem berjana drama di di program. Okay, well, there's only one way to find out, alright. So, anyways, bagi mereka yang mungkin tidak begitu berminat untuk menonton filem hanyut, mungkin mereka akan berminat untuk menonton filem Gone Girl. Right, yang sebenarnya patut ditayangkan um, pada awal Oktober tapi sekarang akan diriliskan di Malaysian Cinema pada 11 Disember 2014 uh, oleh kerana the earlier version that was submitted to ni to lembaga penapisan filem ada banyak yang telah di uh, diberi cadangan untuk dipotong secara keseluruhannya dari filem tersebut So 20th Century Fox Malaysia was not too happy and whatnot, but then after appealing, all right, essentially the, you will be able to watch this film completely in whole without any cuts. Dan tidak ada apa-apa bahagian pun yang akan disensor, right? So, what 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 the hell was that all about? <laughs> right? Do, is this a waste of time that that really throws a lot of people's money and efforts down the drain. We talked about marketing earlier, marketing bagi filem Hanyut. I mean, a lot of the marketing efforts yang dibuat untuk sesebuah filem itu telah dijalankan dengan tarikh yang tentu. Tapi kalau filem itu ditayangkan pada tarikh yang tidak menepati, tarikh yang telah dipromosikan dalam poster sebagainya, there's going to be a huge disconnect yang mungkin akan memberi satu kesan negatif kepada kutipan box office. Yeah, what do you think? Yes. What do you think about this case, man? Uh, well, I think the uh, aku rasa the case macam Con Girl ni uh, sama je macam case-case filem-filem yang lain, filem-filem Hollywood yang lain yang uh, yang 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 ber, yang berhadapan dengan isu yang sama. If you remember. Uh, I think the Passion of the Christ juga went through the same ordeal which in the end film itu mendapat uh, re- limited release in Malaysia where it's only shown in the church I mean in church I mean dekat, dekat gereja film-film ini boleh ditayangkan yep. without any cuts so it's, it's the same I, I, I don't know the 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 what kind of guideline people in LPF actually follows when it comes to giving the green light for for films be it yang buat yang Malaysia atau yang dari luar untuk ditayangkan di program so uh, I don't know I mean artists are, 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 are the people who 
was there back in the 90s still there now in the LPL? But I don't know, I mean, if they want to actually cultivate the, the maturity of uh, film goers uh, and to certain extent the maturity of Malaysian in terms of appreciating uh, film art, but if they keep doing this kind of thing mm. to film, they won't, I mean, we, I'm sorry to say, I, I think we're still going to see uh, film macam uh, Hantu Boncheng and whatnot being shown in cinema for the next 20 years or 30 years down the road. Okay. Because this kind of I mean, I mean, this kind of uh, limitation actually uh, membuatkan we, uh, apa, kita punya film industry tak berkembang. I mean, how you want to expect people to make a world-class Oscar uh, Academy Award nomination film kalau the audience punya uh, apa, the audience, I mean, even you when you control what the audience want to watch. So that's my take on this issue. Okay, alright. So film-film seperti ini mungkin sepatutnya ditayangkan secara keseluruhannya tanpa apa-apa bahagian pun yang disensor. Because, well, perhaps you you watch it, you do that. Kalau kau tak tengok, tak payahlah kan? <laughs> Nobody's holding a gun to your head to go and watch his films. So, yeah. Okay, aku dah tengok I've watched film in Indonesia in Jakarta hmm. Aku tengok cerita Apa cerita Desert Washington Yang jadi Robert McCall The Equalizer Yes okay. I watched The Equalizer in Jakarta And also in, in KL hmm. In Jakarta, there is no cut at all hmm. And the film I mean, being shown as it is I mean, all the F word All the, the, the violence part All intact Tapi bila aku tengok kat Malaysia There were a lot of cuts Hmm. Okay. So you can see the 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 the, the maturity of audience between these two countries. Yeah, I would suggest that perhaps it adalah anggapan maturity of the audience oleh lembaga penawisan filem yang tertentu lah. I think in many respects, uh, Malaysians many Malaysians are mature enough to deal with this kind of things. Tetapi mungkin pemikiran tentang apa yang kita secara umumnya akan terima atau tidak terima itu itu mungkin berbezalah persepsi dan realiti uh, i would suggest that itu mungkin yang menjadi faktor yang lebih penting dalam isu ini tapi tak apa alright um, i would i would want to consider whether there's a difference between a, a, a foreign film and a local film sebab um, anak jantan <laughs> sebuah filem arahan Faizul Rashid Uh, filem ini di, ditayangkan telah ditayangkan dan selesai tayangan filem tu eh masih ditayangkan lagi if I'm not mistaken um, although I think it's about to come to an end uh, there's the screening duration of the film and the director was upset bahawa ada banyak filem dalam filem ini yang telah diblurkan oleh lembaga penafisan filem right so according to the director There are a lot of scenes in the film blurred out because LPF, Lembaga Penafisan Film, said that some scenes contained symbols that might touch the sensitivity of society. The viewers 
might feel a bit disturbed regarding the distorted scenes, but I never even thought that those scenes could not pass LPF. Right? When, <laughs> when the film was sent the first time, it was rejected because it was said to be too violent and not suitable for the public. However, after appealing and fixing certain scenes, the film got through with an 18 classification. Hmm. <laughs> okay, this, this, okay I, I want to throw this, uh, to, to throw this in. Kalau macam, if there's so much rating in regards of, uh, of element in the film, why on earth I pergi letak all this classification? Kalau saya tu baik tak payah, baik, baik tak payah ada classification, is it? If you, you know, if you katalah film terlalu ganas. Hmm. So, why, why, what's the specific, uh, oh, oh, oh. so, apa guna klasifikasi tu? Hmm. If it's for a match audience, so, you know, you just, uh, so, just put the classification and let the film be shown as it is lah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so, what? I, I would I would suggest that perhaps the system itself mungkin harus dipertikaikan atau difikirkan lagi but perhaps apa yang kita perlukan adalah satu level yang baru eh, kerana mungkin bagi mereka is too violent for Malaysian audiences and whatnot. it is too violent even for the current system or structure that they already have right so it could be that that is what they had in mind apabila lembaga penawasan filem telah menentukan bahawa filem ini Sepatutnya tidak boleh ditayangkan, right? So maybe a solution if that is the case, then perhaps solution mungkin boleh diadakan dalam bentuk klasifikasi baru, iaitu instead of just 18, kita masih ada 18, but we have 21, for example, ataupun 25, ataupun 30. Di mana, okay, by the age of 30, insyaallah kau dah cukup matang um, oleh kerana sistem pendidikan yang sangat bagus yang kita ada di Malaysia ini dan juga Um, exposure kepada banyak-banyak benda-benda yang berlainan di Malaysia ni Mungkin ini semua telah berjaya untuk menghasilkan seorang yang cukup matang Pada umur 30 tahun sahaja yang boleh menonton filem ini Maybe we need a new system like that Maybe Atau 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 <laughs> Atau Anak jantan ni Daripada menggunakan uh, setting uh, bangsa Melayu Ditukar kepada bangsa Cina atau bangsa India Pasti tak dekat Maybe, yeah, and th- and this is something I wanted to to discuss with you as well, very briefly before we move on. Um, is there a different standard for a Malaysian filmmaker compared relative to a, a non-Malaysian filmmaker, or for a Malay filmmaker relative to a non-Malay filmmaker? I think this uh, this 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 kind of uh, uh, of uh, mentality uh, rooted down on the uh, race perception. Contohnya, kalau dalam filem Cina, katalah dalam filem Cina, the genie, apa, it's okay to show uh, uh, bukan non-muhrim couple to be in the same room. It will not be cut. Because of what? Well, because they are Chinese. So, so it's okay for them to do that. So it's okay for them to be shown. So it's okay for the whole thing to be shown in, 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 uh, on, on screen. Hmm. Tapi kalau, kalau ada cerita Melayu, Bukan pasangan non-murin dan non-murin dalam, dalam satu confinement tertutup Yang mana tak ada pegang-pegang tangan pun It's going to be an issue hmm. so, Why? Because of our perception towards our, our, our race lah our, our society yang mana oh, Murin dengan non-murin tak boleh pegang tangan blah, 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 
so there's there's a double standard going on between uh, 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 race segregation. Even in film pun ada race segregation. Hmm. So, yeah. I, so, so because I think because of this, you know, because of this kind of mentality is still strong, still strongly rooted deep within our uh, uh, social strata. Uh, that I don't think this maybe that is okay. Itu sebabnya kenapa filem Malaysia tak boleh nak tak boleh nak tak boleh nak ada filem macam begini. Because Chinese filmmaker dekat Malaysia, they, they, don't, they don't have that kind of restriction. Hmm. Yeah, don't have that kind of limitation of uh, socially or morally or ethically because they have different set of ethics, moral, so, uh, social uh, perception and whatnot. Okay. In Malaysia, we have a lot of this uh, social limitation, moral limitation, ethical limitation and whatnot. So, our scope is limited. Uh, so, yeah. Hmm. Yep. On some level, I guess, on uh, depending on who you are, um, there will be some difference. Uh, so it's very unfortunate for Faisal, who's my former colleague dekat uh, Faculty Film Theatre Animasi, uh, Film Theatre Animasi di UITM. Um, dia, dia mengarah filem ini dan it's unfortunate. He should have been um, orang China sebenarnya. <laughs> Lim, Faisal Lim. Faisal Lim. Maybe. Or Faisal Tan. Yeah. Awak tak ada just bayar je Lee Sun Tan. Saya tak kena just pay you to become To, to credit your name as director so that my film can guna bikat ya? <laughs> <laughs> mungkin 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 itu sesuatu yang bagi uh, production beliau seterusnya harus dipertikaikan um, yeah that's that for um, all the all the same film itu telah berjaya meraih sebanyak 500 um, slightly over 500 ribu ringgit di Pawagam di Malaysia so Yeah, probably they make back the production costs but no worries sebuah filem yang ditayangkan pada minggu yang sama iaitu 30 Oktober 2014 menurut pada Finas adalah filem The Cage now The Cage is a very interesting idea a very interesting proposition Mr. Moose kau pernah dengar tentang The Cage ni? Uh, no <laughs> no right well basically the concept is <coughs> The Cage adalah sebuah filem di mana ianya dirakam on stage dengan enam orang pelakon yang di telah dikunci right di dalam sebuah kandang lah right? it's, it's kind of cage and basically it's a film menurut pada laporan uh, daripada thestar.com.my it's a film yang tidak ada skrip tidak ada plot dan tidak ada retake And no one knows who the main character is or how the story ends, right? So, it's a kind of experimental film dalam apa yang telah dinamakan oleh pembikin film ini sebagai reality drama genre, right? It was uh, basically six actors are locked in a huge cage on stage for a theatre show that is supposedly broadcasted live on national television and filmed live before an audience of 500. So, yeah. Sebuah filem arahan Felix Tan dan uh, Kevin Chi. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Ejaan dia K E T H S V I N. Kevin. Um, tapi. Uh, hmm. 
it's a great tip to spell it off KMV I think. Yeah, probably, probably. Cash Vinci. Yeah. Cash right? Uh, ianya dibintangi oleh 11 orang uh, pelakon Malaysia carefully selected for their different personalities iaitu Yo Yan Han, Henley He, Adrian Tan, William Sun, Burke Lee, Kobe Chong, Wayne Chua, Ernest Chong, Kyo Chen, Lim Meifen dan Freddie Wong. So basically um, satu kriteria adalah kau nak kena jadi orang Cina lah nak kena masuk filem ni. <laughs> Because so much for different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, this, this yeah, this kind, this film reminds me of uh, Lost Four Trees. Pretty film. I don't know why. Yeah. Which film yeah, are we talking about? Uh, I think the one with uh, Nicole Kidman and Paul Bettany. Hmm. I think they use the same setting. I'm not sure whether it's the same concept. Okay, But well, no. I'm not so sure. I'm aware of that film. Nicole Kidman, eh? Hello? Hello? Hello, yeah? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, eh? Dogville, eh? Yeah, Dogville, yes. Dogville. Okay. Well, I've not seen that film, so I, I can't quite comment. Um, let me just uh, put it to you, because uh, sekarang film ni telah ditayangkan dah lebih daripada 2 minggu, hampir 3 minggu. Um... How much do you, how much money do you think this film made? Just you can guess. Uh, fifty thousand ringgit. What fifty thousand ringgit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On some level, aku faham kenapa kata tu, sebab memang yeah. banyak film eksperimental dan lebih independen di Malaysia ni jarang dapat sambutan yang sekencang kalau dibandingkan dengan film lain. Tapi kalau kita ikut pada website Finas, uh, kononnya filem ini uh, telah berjaya meraih sebanyak satu juta dan enam puluh empat ribu ringgit. How about that? So the cage dapat dua lebih kurang dua kali ganda apa yang telah diraih oleh anak jantan. <laughs> yeah, so. In some ways, is is a very interesting success. Tapi, according to this article as well, uh, filem ini production budget budget dia adalah satu perpuluhan lima juta. So maybe on some level dia tak ni lah. It's not exactly the kind of cheap film that we you and I might expect. It seems to be a very slick production. And uh, to be honest with you, I next time I have some chance or some time to actually go and watch this, I probably will. Make the time to check it out. I think it's very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, this kind of experimental movie. I mean, I don't even know that this kind of experimental film movement exists in Malaysia. I know it exists, but not to the point where it being shown on cinema. Eh? And to get that, and to get a uh, one million collection. Hmm. Uh, I mean, at least the apa? I mean, at least the producer get back like one hundred, 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 apa? Seratus ribu ringgit. Okay lah. I mean, not bad. Lah. Yeah, true, true. It makes it makes <laughs> it makes uh, again uh, it makes for a bigger opportunity and stage bagi filem-filem seperti ini lah. Kalau of course di Malaysia dan bukan saja di Malaysia tapi di luar Malaysia juga. Kalau filem seperti ini telah berjaya dihasilkan, ada kemungkinan besar orang lain pun mungkin akan berpendapat ini adalah satu peluang untuk kita uh, cuba buat bisnes ya. So the opportunity will open up a bit more for those who wants to 
make filem yang mungkin dianggap sebagai left field sekitar. Hmm. Okay. Hmm? Uh, apa mengenangkan yang Malaysia punya uh, punya filmmaker or producer ni suka copycat kan? Kalau satu filem sukses, so the formula will be reused by other film producer just to exploit the the hype of it. Hmm. So I, 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 I don't think it's a it's a bad after effect lah kan? Kalau filem macam ni berjaya meraih Uh, sokongan penonton so I see a lot of more people try to to to, to be a copycat of doing this kind of experimental movie and put it on cinema I don't think that's a bad thing hmm. do you think it's a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing yep yep can be a good thing now something yeah, like now we see uh, uh, we see a lot of uh, the Jimmy punya copycat pop out uh, in cinema every uh, uh, banyak dah tengok copycat film the genie being shown on cinema so I don't think that it's a bad thing I mean I applaud this kind of uh, thing lah uh, copycat or not lah hmm yeah absolutely absolutely right uh, copycat from one copycat to another uh, although actually ini sebenarnya tak ada kaitan dengan uh, berita seterusnya I think we will round out this episode dengan sebuah uh, berita Ha, berita yang agak menarik Dari utara Ataupun to be more specific University Utara Malaysia Apparently they plan to set up a Malaysian Music and Film Studies Institute To conduct research on the local music and film industry UMM apa? UUM sorry Vice Chancellor Professor Doc, Datuk Dr. Muhammad Mustafa Ishak ha, Ambil kau Such a mouthful <laughs> Said that film, music and films Were important components of the creative industry With a local and global market, uh, he said UAM, UUM will, would set up the institute to conduct studies into local films and music in the 57 years of independence. It's a very lucrative industry. We have to produce people who can manage the industry well, act, sing, etc. They have the talent, but we need the people to who can manage and market talent as well as manage the industry well. Okay, um, he said UUM already offer bachelor. In creative industry management Under the School of Multimedia Technology and Communication Nobody has done research on how many songs Have been written since independence And what songs were popular We have to do research He said the creative industry could be a source of wealth Which would also highlight Malaysia's identity Right So having read through that bullshit news <laughs> And I do mean bullshit news Sebab ada banyak benda dia cakap ni Yang macam tak masuk akal um, Bro what do you think about this man? <laughs> Aku rasa semua ni aja, cuma apa adalah limpahan daripada yang baru-baru ini uh, budget allocation untuk kreatif industri yang beratus-ratus juta itu. So everyone want to have a piece of the cake lah. Hmm. And so that, so that is that is why disebabkan itu kau banyak dengar all this university dah mula nak buat all this new faculties and what not lah. Tiba-tiba dah ada persatuan-persatuan yang yang so called try to push the the, the industry yeah. I, I'm not aku bukan I'm not trying to be negative you know? I mean why all these things happen when the government start pumping money into the creative industry why suddenly everyone want you know out of nowhere they were popping up all these media studies uh, <laughs> media studies uh, uh, certif- uh, program 
in the universities or any higher higher learning institution. You know, you, you see, it's funny that 10 tahun yang lalu, 15 tahun yang lalu, bila orang cakap pasal film studies, it's, it's, it's a taboo, you know, it's, it's a taboo because you know, when people say about film studies, people always associate with entertainment. Nak, nak belajar film, yang bermasa lah and all that. Hmm. Now, suddenly when government started to, you know, to be serious about the activities, suddenly all these people rally up and make a press con- press press conference, press release saying that, oh, we're going to be the champion of the creative industry. Uh, uh, so you have to see the the, 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 the hidden meaning to all this statement. Uh, mm. I mean, the real word is that we want more money to be to be given to us in the form of grant and funding and whatnot. Yep, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, my angle is that based on what I've read, I think this is someone who does not know what he's talking about to sebab the bullshit news but he's talking about um, music and films so important components of the creative industry with a local and global market right but within a Malaysian context kita tidak ada begitu banyak kandungan kreatif yang telah berjaya dihantar ke luar negara we have a couple of success stories absolutely right tapi ianya masih uh, agak limited kalau kita bandingkan dengan banyak negara lain so kalau kita nak wujudkan sebuah institusi untuk betul-betul mengkaji apa yang sebenarnya tidak ada untuk dikaji I, I don't understand what is the situation there kecuali kalau dia nak kaji uh, filem dan muzik yang telah dihasilkan di luar negara which is a different story right which is very worthy of me but this seems to be something yang yang sebenarnya mungkin patut lebih fokus kepada Malaysia dan industri-industri kreatif yang ada di Malaysia ini so I don't It doesn't seem to make much sense And the reasoning dia pun macam It's a very lucrative industry We have to produce people who can manage the industry well Act, sing, etc <laughs> Aku rasa macam ini mungkin The reporter bagi laporan ini Yang aku dapat daripada The Rakyat Post right? Mungkin dia copy paste daripada press release um, Yang telah di ni lah Sebab usually people don't say uh, This kind of stuff in this way It's like there, there's nobody else who would do this kalau dia orang tak buat tau, right? We have to produce people who can manage the industry well, acting. We have the, they have the talent, but we need people who can manage and market talent as well as manage the industry well. So, I think he's just trying to push the fact that they have this creative industry management and nothing else apparently under all this. Um, and also it ignores the competition in the field. It's like this is the only place you can go to get all this kind of stuff and that is kind of, of course bullshit lah right sebab ada banyak uh, university dan college dan juga institusi dan dan akademi yang berlainan yang juga memberi latihan dalam bidang-bidang tertentu jadi ini yang kita ni lah membuat aku ini yang membuat aku rasa bahawa Profesor Datuk Dr. Muhammad Mustafa Ishak ni tidak tahu apa yang beliau sebenarnya uh, cakap so yeah how about that Well, I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he shouldn't want it. I'm saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. Everybody wants it, but you got to you got to sound like you know what you're talking about. In this case, it's quite clear that he was he's bullshitting, right? And it's quite clear that bagi mereka yang mungkin tidak begitu um, faham, uh, mungkin mereka akan percaya, right? In this case. Dia ini berita ni pun plan sahaja. <laughs> UUM plans to set up, but when is it going to be done? 
what kind of target uh, market are you going to be looking at uh, what kind of research to be more specific are you looking to do uh, tak ada apa lagi so like I said a bullshit post about a bullshit person talking bullshit lah <laughs> about well, that uh, but the money is real the, hopefully hopefully yeah. 200 million so, or so well yeah, having said that 200 million is is a lot of money but relative to other industries is quite is it can be considered peanuts as well so mungkin yeah. kita perlukan lebih banyak duit daripada itu tapi tak apa itu mungkin bakal dijadikan bahan untuk episod yang seterusnya buat sementara waktu ni mus i think we've been banging on about this for uh, sejam lebih uh, padahal kita kata padahal kita kata yang episod ni kita nak buat 40 minit je tapi tak apa For now, we will just leave it at that. Um, any final words for this episode sebelum kita berakhir untuk hari ini? Uh, I think uh, untuk tema uh, tema untuk episode kali ini adalah uh, we see a lot of uh, to say that uh, we, we see a lot of uh, uh, development in the industry. Hmm. Dengan experimental film, uh, dengan dengan apa? Dengan dengan the story about government support and whatnot. But hmm. in terms of the execution, we still stuck in 19. We still stuck in 1989. <laughs> A long time ago, <laughs> galaxy far, far away. Uh, zaman zaman masa Zulkifli and Mosman buat fenomena. Oh yeah, it's just stuck in the middle. Oh, that's my take on it. Yep, yep. Quite sad, quite sad. Tapi tak apa, it's okay. Uh, we will discuss that in the future, but for now, tuan-tuan berapa sekalian. Uh, terima kasih saya ingin ucapkan kepada anda semua yang telah meluangkan masa dan kita orang pada hari ini, pada malam ini. <laughs> right? So, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, if there's any feedback that you wish to provide to us, right, both positive and negative, we will listen and appreciate to both. Um, you can just send something through kepada mail at thoughtsonfilms.com ataupun mungkin just tweet us. Right? We are at TOF underscore show. TOF show. Right? Itu adalah handle yang telah diwujudkan oleh uh, Saudara Muzaffar Shahnafi. <laughs> so, yeah. That's our handle. That's our email address. This has been our show. You have been wonderful, Mr. Mus. You even more so. Thank you very much. We'll catch yes, you. Well. We will catch you very soon. All right. Good night. Assalamualaikum. <laughs>